the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, there still are more questions than answers on the Uvalde, Texas school shooting. And the questions as they are answered and the statements as they are made, I think, reflect the character of um, some people. Some in a good way, some in a bad way. We'll discuss today at the start of a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Invite your participation. Our number is 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. We greet our listeners in Western Ohio on 94.5 The Answer in Dayton and Central Ohio on 98.9 The Answer here in Columbus. You can always send me an email, bruce at salemmedia.com, bruce at salemmedia.com. Many of you did yesterday, and I appreciate that. We'll be sharing some of those emails with you today as we continue. The emotions are easy to identify with out of Texas, particularly as we see the school pictures or the uh, family photographs of the 21 victims of the school shooting in Uvalde, the uh, faces of the little kids. Um, I mean, we can all see our own children there. We've all taken those photographs. Uh, Those of us who have kids older than that now, we remember anew uh, the innocence of young people at that age, and it magnifies the tragedy in our minds not, of course, to the extent of those who have suffered the loss. But it's certainly one that we can identify with. And so we want answers. And the immediate insatiable quest for answers on matters like this oftentimes, in the heat of the moment, lead to information that later proves not to have been accurate. Because we don't have or take or want to take time in this culture today to wait for a measured reckoning of what happens. And so the initial death toll totals are wrong and the initial stories prove some of them to be wrong. And now we have reports that in Texas the police may have not gone into the school fast enough for some of the parents who were outside, um, understandably, um, beyond themselves, wondering about the safety of their children in the elementary school. I would just say that even a day and a half after the event, it would be a wise decision to wait a bit longer for 
an honest reckoning of what happened. If the police waited too long to go in, they should be held accountable for that. But it's also entirely possible, as the Associated Press is running with you know, reports that while the parents were begging the police to go in, they were thinking of uh, going in as a vigilante force themselves to save their kids. It's entirely possible that the shooter had already been killed by the Border Patrol agent at the time. Let's just think through this in a plausible way. Number one, let's say the reports out of Texas are such that the shooter was alive. He was in the classroom with the kids. What is known from the video that is making its rounds on social media is that there's no gunfire heard in the video. Okay, so what can we deduce from that? That the shooter was not firing, killing people in the school, and the cops were waiting outside, waiting to go in. That we know. We would have heard the gunfire. So there are no gunshots heard on this video that is going around. Yet, paired with that video is the description that the parents were becoming increasingly agitated because the cops wouldn't go in. So perhaps the shooter was alive, was in the school, no gunfire was ringing out. Perhaps they were unaware of what had happened or were hopeful of negotiating with him. I'm just... I'm not trying to invent scenarios to exonerate police. I'm trying to introduce scenarios where what one one fact or one report might suggest may in fact be something that we are jumping to conclusions about. And the danger in doing that is that we lock in an opinion, a viewpoint on something that will prejudice us toward police, toward political officials, whatever. So I think information is key. And it's also possible that the parents were waiting outside for 40 minutes. And this is a horrific possibility, but I think an altogether reasonable possibility is that During that 40-minute wait, there is understandably investigative work that must be done. And that the scene in that classroom was such that, while the parents may not have known it or understood it, or even at this time now need to hear it, The scene was so horrific and so gruesome that authorities did not let parents into the school to prevent them from seeing something they would never be able to unsee. I suggest that because most of us have seen the video of the father who drove to the elementary school from some distance away, presumably from his job, and he said that his 10-year-old daughter was missing hours after the shooting, was missing. And we all, of course, hoped that she would be found hiding in a closet somewhere, uh, 
underneath the stage in the gymnasium in the closet of a classroom. That was the hope that I had. She was one of the victims. And so the fact that they couldn't, quote-unquote, locate her, to me suggests that her appearance was such that they had difficulty identifying her. Again, these are just possible scenarios, reasonable, I think, scenarios about what is going on. But it is, uh, look, I understand the parents, the relatives, the grandparents, the teachers, the townspeople of Uvalde are entitled to be so moved by their grief and by their anger that they have much greater leeway to jump to conclusions, to be even unreasonable. Their sacrifice is such that that is not something they should be criticized for now or ever. The cost they've suffered exonerates them in pretty much all fronts. But it's a different thing for people who are detached from the tragedy and yet are using it for the forwarding of their own personal agenda. And into that degrading spotlight walks Barack Obama, who yesterday linked the school shooting in Texas to the death of George Floyd. Now, I've always thought Obama was not a particularly wise person, because that requires spiritual discernment and uh, is a divine gift. But I've always thought that he was never to be underestimated as a smart person. He is, though, not a smart person. He is a vile leftist. His tweet yesterday, as we grieve the children of Uvalde today, we should take time to recognize that two years have passed since the murder of George Floyd under the knee of a police officer. His killing stays with us all to this day, especially those who loved him. Uh, No, it does not stay with us all to this day. It doesn't stay with me at all. It only enters my thoughts when naked partisans like you bring it up. And for you to say, especially those who loved him, insinuates that you are one who loved him. And you did not even know him. But you want people to think you knew him and loved him because you perceive that it benefits you, what, politically? I think you're done with your career in politics. At least I hope so. And there's nothing that the murder of a citizen by a police officer in Minneapolis has to do with the death of 21 in you. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. 
Barack Obama yesterday linking the George Floyd murder and the Uvalde, Texas shooting together uh, because, I guess, uh, 20th anniversary of uh, Derek Chauvin uh, kneeling on George Floyd and George Floyd under the influence of drugs, as he often was, uh, dying on the streets of Minneapolis. Uh, Made no sense to me, uh, made no sense to anyone but a dyed-in-the-wool leftist like Obama. Likewise, likewise. Taking a tragedy that claims the lives of 19 grade school kids and two teachers and making it all about you, as Obama did, um, shouldn't be surprising then that another uh, Obama acolyte, uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke, better known as Beto, yesterday took the occasion of a somber press conference in Uvalde, Texas, where Texas Governor Greg Abbott struck the right tone in terms of empathy, anger, compassion, frustration. Beto O'Rourke chose to walk to the front of the press conference of a room filled with parents wanting answers to wag his finger at Texas Governor Greg Abbott and scold him for not doing enough to stop the school shooting before it happened. Uh, Beto said that uh, he, he, anyone knew this was coming. Um, and, of course, this met with a very angry reaction. Not from Greg Abbott, uh, who sat there, I thought, uh, remarkably composed, because Beto is Abbott's opponent in the upcoming November election for the governorship of Texas, which pretty much I assumed Abbott would win. (laughs) But now I'm absolutely positive Abbott would win because most people who viewed this, unless you're uh, on such an extreme part of the left that there's little hope for you ever coming back at all toward the center where most of America resides, uh, They're going to view this as what it was, a naked publicity stunt. Beto O'Rourke standing on top of 21 dead bodies to make a completely nonsensical, untrue point. To contend that anyone saw this coming, uh, well, I can't say it any better than political strategist Karl Rove accurate that it was entirely predictable what did he call 911 and to stand there and point his finger at the governor and wag it and say this is on you uh this was a a terrible moment uh that uh a stunt an attempt to sort of uh, itself into the middle of this controversy in an entirely inappropriate way there's plenty of time for him to make uh political recriminations but at least let the bodies be buried of those children and let their families grieve without turning it into a political circuit. Yes. Uh, I think, again, there's, you want to debate uh, guns? We can have that conversation. I will listen to that. I honestly can't say that I'm as four square behind the idea that A semi-automatic rifle is something that everyone in America ought to be able to buy. 
uh, who doesn't have a felony conviction or, you know, hasn't been subjected to a red flag law. But I'm not going to just willy-nilly accept it. And let me just say one of the stupidest things that has been said so far, not surprisingly, was said by Joe Biden, where he, well, I'll let you hear it in his own uh, vapid words. The idea that an 18-year-old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons is just wrong. Why? Why is that wrong? Why is it wrong? Because he's going to walk into a school and kill 21 people? Do you expect the gun store owner to know that? If he's 18 years and 10 days old, is he mature enough to do that? Tell me where the cutoff point is. When you know that somebody is safe to do whatever we allow people to do at whatever we age we allow them to do it. I heard someone today say, you can't rent a car in Texas at 18. You can't rent a car in most of America unless you're, what, under age 24? So we use a rule that might make sense, might not. The rental car companies are private enterprises. They probably have statistics and analytics that show them that drivers under the age of whatever their age of being able to rent a car or being willing to rent a car is those people are unsafe renters, so we're just not going to rent to them anymore. A private enterprise can make that decision. A government cannot. A government cannot unless the people empower the legislature to make that law. And if you want to make a law that you can't buy a semi-automatic rifle when you're 18 years old, then make the law. Okay, fine. That's fine. Make it. Let it be debated on the floor of the House, Senate, State of Ohio, wherever, and make the law. But because somebody... 2020 hindsight sit after the fact and says, well, this 18-year-old bought a long rifle, which has been legal in Texas for 60 years, and he went into a school and he shot 21 people, so ergo, no 18-year-old should ever be able to buy a long rifle again. Explain that logic to me. Explain how that's not a knee-jerk reaction that, like, just, and the only thing that solves, the only thing that solves is this empty, plaintive whale, do something, do something is the dumbest justification that you can have for taking action in the aftermath of anything. Do something. Could you at least amend that to do something smart? Do something that will make a difference? No, no. Do something is a cry of desperation. Do something. And very often, what you get is something desperate, right? After 9-11, do something. All right, so let's create the Department of Homeland Security. Okay, good thing for a couple years. Then, is it a good thing when Alejandro Mayorkas is the head of Homeland Security and the border's wide stinking open and he wants to install Mary Poppins Jr. as the Minister of Truth? Do something. Do it. Yeah, let's do it. What could happen wrong if we just do something? An 18-year-old can train in the Army and use a gun in the military, right? 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.